the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Mike Gallagher Show. Why is there no 9-11 commission for the COVID yeah, pandemic? Know. We got so many things wrong from the response to, I mean, you look at Fauci's mistakes from the beginning of this, saying for six weeks that there was no community spread in the U.S. when it was, to dismissing masking, to dismiss, I mean, you just go on the list and list of things that he got wrong to this. And no one's been held to account. In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. This portion of our show brought to you by Fellowship Home Loans. Call 800-510-MIKE or go to fellowshiphomeloans.com slash Mike G. Welcome home, Fellowship Home Loans. Boy, this uh, this Brian Kilmeade moment on Fox and Friends the other day has gone viral. He was, and, and I, Derek pointed this out to me, the, the crazy part about the Brian Kilmeade diner moment, he was doing some remote broadcast on TV from this diner with a bunch of Republicans. And they all had, you know, different political, you know, shirts and everything on. And he went around trying to find, he was going from person to person asking them who they supported for president in 2024. And this is in Florida. And it bears repeating, Governor Ron DeSantis is the governor of Florida. In fact, I think his biggest campaign office is down the street from where this diner was. And Kilmeade's going to person to person saying, who are you for? Trump, 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 Donald Trump, President Trump, Trump. Everybody was for Trump. And Kilmeade was just stunned. So he goes and sees a lady with a DeSantis T-shirt on. He goes, well, I'm going to get at least one DeSantis out of this. And he goes running up to her. Who do you like? Well, Trump or DeSantis, I don't know, kind of hard to tell. I thought he was going to drop the microphone. And there was Ron DeSantis again on Fox News this morning. Another appearance. Boy, they are absolutely delivering Ron DeSantis in heavy doses. I think he's going to do the five today. He's going to be on. He's going to guest host Gutfeld. He's going to try out his comic timing tonight. It's Ron DeSantis with Tyrus and Cat Timpf on the five. <laughs> I mean, they are they are anti-Trump. And yet, poll after poll comes in. Trump is a solid number one. He's trouncing DeSantis by 10, 20, 30 points. Listen, the anti-Trump world has a problem on its hands. I know they don't like to acknowledge it, but they do. All right. let's. uh, I always invite people who disagree to, to, to step up and be heard. Just to set the table here when we go to Sean, let's play Matt Gates again, pointing out in a congressional hearing this week how ludicrous it is that Biden has committed to the American taxpayer funding the pensions of Ukrainians. April 2022, uh, 
President Biden is describing the supplemental funding that we're providing to Ukraine. He says, quote, it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to the Ukrainian people so they have something, something in their pocket. So do, it, help me understand how U.S. taxpayers paying for pensions in Ukraine is, is a good idea for our country. Uh, I would defer you to other parts of our government. The Department of Defense doesn't have a role in, in uh, pensions in Ukraine. You're a senior Biden administration official. The president said that it's really important that we keep funding the pensions in Ukraine. I would observe that the U.S. Census Bureau says that in 2022, the U.S. pension shortfall is $1.4 trillion. So while we have a corrupt Ukrainian government, while we have our watchdog here who can't say that we followed the law on in-use monitoring, we have the President of the United States saying we need to fund pensions in Ukraine. Meanwhile, the pensions of our fellow Americans are in greater jeopardy. Mr. Now, Sean says he works for one of the largest companies in Ukraine, says I'm full of hot air here. Doesn't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Sean in Minneapolis. How you doing, Sean? Good, God, you make me sound so mean. No, you're not mean. No, I like it. I like it. I like a good debate. Let's start with Matt Gates. What? Hang on. Let. Hang on. Hang on. Let's start with Matt Gates. Tell tell us what he said that was wrong. No, I don't think we should be uh, funding their pensions over there I, because of Biden and Obama. I I lost uh, all my stuff back in 2010, so I don't believe in funding other countries on their pensions. Got it. Got it. I see. All right. Well, then we don't have a disagreement. What don't I know what I'm talking about? Well, the, the, the mere fact that we shouldn't be giving a military sport. I, I'm an American patriot. I'm ex-Navy. Um, I do fly my flag, and I'm a staunch Trump supporter, so I want to lay that out there. Yes, sir. Um, however, um, I, I, I work with kind of a sensitive organization out of the Ukraine, um, and uh, if we don't help them stop Russia— um, on their eastern border, there will be a total migration, and um, Putin will keep on going and charging through that country, and then probably, you know, a good chance that he can move on to another one too, even a possible a NATO ally, which would, you would think would be a mistake, but it would also be World War III. There's not a day that I don't have a, a, a conference call with the people in Ukraine where I hear a air raid siren going overhead. Where I'm talking to a, a woman who tells me her father is on the husband rather is on the front line or dead, and she's worried about her kids that are sitting in the school right now. Yeah, it's awful. It, it, it's awful. It's awful. We get it. So I've got to ask you what I ask everybody else. Where obviously the fear or the concern is that Russia escalates, that Russia and China align, and they 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 set their sights on us. At what point do we have to 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 acknowledge? We might wind up with a, in, a, in a military confrontation with Russia, and if so, what does that look like, Sean? I don't think we'll end up fighting um, Russia in the in the Ukraine. I don't think we'd be putting troops in there. However, I I, I do think that we'll certainly keep on giving them uh, weaponry and, and funds, which I think are needed, or, or the, Russia will just keep on marching. Well, Russia's going to keep on marching, and 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 then it gets to a, a sort of a globalist question, and I don't say that to to criticize people who feel differently than, than I do. Um, I, I heard in the same breath that somebody was defending us providing all kinds of military support to Ukraine. We better be prepared to do the same for Taiwan if and when the day yep. comes when China invades right. Taiwan. And I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. But there's a, another 
caveat to this whole You agree with that? You agree we need to provide, we got to help Taiwan too? Yes. Yep. Wow. I do. Wow. Yeah. These two countries, Russia and China, will keep on marching and penetrating everything from the Pacific Islands to everything else. They won't stop unless we stop that. This administration now is a bunch of pussies. They can't stop anything. They have no intelligence. No, they don't. And And uh, they they don't. And, and, you know, know, but what do you say, Sean, to, and again, reasonable points, and I'm, 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 I'm really grateful for the dialogue. You're obviously a globalist. What do you say to somebody who says that about your position? Oh, I'm not a globalist. I mean, you're you're worried about fighting all these wars. You got we got we got yeah, we got to arm Ukraine. We got to arm Taiwan because you'll have communists creeping, and what I mean by that is they'll just keep creeping from country yep. to country unless we support people other other than putting with the without putting our troops on the front line. We we have to. It's either this: we either help them with funds and military aid, or we better be damn prepared to put um, our kids. Uh, on on the front line. Well, my, my our fear is that by helping them and getting invo- engaged the way we are, we're going to put our kids on the front line. We're not going to mean to. We don't intend for that to happen. I don't. I'm I'm yeah. sort of I'm sort of like you. I don't. Do you, I mean, I don't think you trust the judgment of the Biden administration. Do you? Oh God, no. You no, know, not at all. Well, you're relying on them. You're relying on your 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 position is very pro Biden. No, I think we need. No, it's not. I, I don't like one thing about the guy. Not one about well, but, him or the administration. But to be fair, but you're supporting you, the Biden no. administration's belief that we've got to give Ukraine essentially anything they ask for, basically. I, I don't think we should give them anything they ask. But for. But you understand my point. Support. You understand my point. Yeah, you're you're, you're aligned with the you're aligned with the Biden administration on this, Sean, whether yeah, you like it or not. Yeah, let's change the wording on that. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm in. I'm in line with common sense. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I appreciate it very much, and I, I I do appreciate the exchange, but I'm not so certain. When I pointed out, which is obvious, you don't like going down that road. You don't like being reminded that you are aligned perfectly with the Biden dogma on this. And I know it makes you uncomfortable. That's why we're uncomfortable, and that's why I don't think I'm oblivious to what I'm talking about. We just have a fundamental disagreement about the role the United States should play. Appreciate the exchange, Sean, very much. 800-655-MIKE. Here's uh, Anthony, Spirit Lake, Iowa. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the Mike Gallagher Show. How are you? Hey, Mike. Hey, hey. thanks for taking the call. Of haven't course. talked to you in a long time. So thanks. Good to get a talk. To you. Welcome back. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, kind of echoing what the last gentleman and, and thinking for service uh, was saying, you know, I also think we should continue to support them for sure from a military uh, capacity, you know, while avoiding, um, you know, directly committing our own troops. And and I think if we, you know, step back and look at the big picture, we say, hey, you know, what happens if Russia rolls through Ukraine? Are they going to be more or less emboldened to, to do the same thing to a next country? And is that, you know, better or worse for the U.S. in the long term? First of all, Russia has Russia has a nuclear arsenal that should intimidate anybody in the world. And 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 we're going to rely on Putin not overreacting by using his nukes because he's getting embarrassed in Ukraine. And that's problematic. The whole nuclear talk is really and I I think we should be talking about that almost because that's you know, the Rus- Russian propaganda is, has been pushing since the start of the invasion, the whole nuclear escalation, you know. And, well, the, and their nuclear arsenal isn't propaganda. Yeah. The fact they have a nuclear arsenal doesn't make that. That's not propaganda. At every step, Russian, <clears throat> Russian propaganda 
has been pushing it every step that... You repeated yourself, so let me repeat myself. It's not propaganda to say they have a presence. Do you know how many weapons they've got? Huh? It's a million percent. Russian propaganda machine is 100% pushing the fact that every time we give them more weapons, that it's going to escalate it and that it'll eventually go to nuclear war. And they're doing that in order to put fear in in our minds that... uh, Wait wait a minute. They have the largest stockpile of nuclear warheads in the world. That's not propaganda. And and I I guarantee you, people on the left are are hearing this and they're saying, Mike is like Tucker Carlson. He's a a Putin apologist. No. Now, let me... Hang on. Let me me finish my... Anthony, let me finish my... Anthony, please... Let me finish my point, please. Can I please finish my... Can I please finish my point? No. Let's focus on common sense. They're not suicidal. Oh, I can't finish my point. How about I turn you down and then I'm going to finish my point whether you like it or not. Russia has the largest stockpile of, of nuclear warheads in the world. We have the second largest. That's not propaganda. They have 5,977 nuclear warheads as of 2022. Now, I'm not, I'm not discounting that they're capable of propaganda, Anthony. What I'm saying is you can't ignore or wish away the fact that they simply have the largest stockpile of nuclear warheads in the world. What do you, you, you trust Putin to, to use them responsibly or not use them? What advantage would it be for them to use them? What advantage of it is it for them to 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 bomb uh, you know neighboring countries that they want to overtake? You think Putin behaves normally? You think I mean, this is a if they, if they use a nuke against us or a nuke in Ukraine, they know it'll escalate. Okay, and they know it it doesn't lead to a place that benefits them. So you're 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 applying common sense to Vladimir Putin. I mean, it's the same cold. It's the same cold war thing. I mean, if, if that was. It's the same. In that scenario, we should have never opposed the Soviet Right. Union. Somebody's got to blink, and, and you're, you're trusting that they'll blink and that Putin will cave. And that's all well and good. You could be right. Don't get me wrong, but you could be wrong. And if you're wrong, your kid's going to have to uh, suit up. Your grandkid is going to have to, to arm up and, 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 and join the military and fight and possibly die over Ukrainians' problem. Final question for you, and this is something that is difficult to deal with. Do you trust the Biden administration to do the right thing on this? Uh, no, I, I, I wish I wish we had somebody different. Well, we don't. And that's the point. And, 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 yeah. And that's no, the point. I, I, and like I, I had to I, say I, to the other caller, you're aligned with Biden on this. You know, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm right. I, I don't agree with everything they're doing. And right. I, I didn't agree with everything. You but know, you agree with them on this one. But you agree with them on this you know, one. You agree with the Biden administration on our position and our policy I, I with Ukraine. Huh? I, I think it's like, it's like, it's like you know. Come on, you can say it. You can say it. You're with Biden. You can say it, Anthony. You can say it. You're with Biden. You can say it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. you want him to overrun? You, don't want, you want him to overrun? There you go. All right. You, you kind of said it. You kind of said it. You don't like to say it, but you can see you can say it. I, I got it. I almost got it out of you. All right, Anthony. Good call. Thanks. Twelve before the hour. More coming up. Eight hundred six five five. Mike. See, that's the that's the rub here. Common sense should prevail here, is what I'm hearing from my hawkish friends, my globalist callers, and yet they don't like the idea that they are marching lockstep with uh, with Joe Biden and Antony Blinken and the Biden foreign policy. 
Uh, it, it, it's a little uncomfortable when you re- recognize it, isn't it? Want the Mike Gallagher Show 24-7? There's an app for that. Go to MikeOnline.com. Today, we're partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere. I've traveled with Food for the Poor. I am so impressed with this organization. They're a great Christian ministry. You know, it's hard to imagine the impact interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID have on families who could barely feed their children to begin with. Today, a meal-for-meal match means that your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. Do you know how good that's going to make you feel? Two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggled to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Now, there are several ways to rescue a family through our campaign. You can go to MikeOnline.com, click on the red Send Food banner at the top of the page. You can text the keyword Mike to 91999. We'll send you back a link to make your life-saving gift. Or just give them a call. My toll-free number is 844-860-HOPE. That's 844-860-4673. Food for the poor. Help us help them today. The Mike Gallagher Show. He placed someone with deep ties to the chemical industry in charge of the EPA's Chemical Safety Office. That's who you voted for in that district. Donald Trump, who reduces all safety. He yeah, did. But they, they need to look past the photo ops, these people, and but, say, who's doing the job here? In the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike. Do you know that they've thoroughly debunked that the train derailment in East, to Palestine, East Palestine had anything to do with any of Trump's rollback of safety regulations? Did you know the Washington Post called out Joy Behar and that entire dastardly lie that it was Trump's fault? It's always Trump's fault. Everything's Trump's fault. Fentanyl is Trump's fault. That's what Biden said. You, you just can't make this up. And as the Washington Post chronicled, of all places, this has nothing to do the, the the actual cause of the train derailment in East Palestine was not impacted in any way, shape, or form by any of the Trump policies. They just lie. They instinctively blame Trump because it's what they do. This portion of our show brought to you by Fellowship Home Loans. Call 800-510-MIKE or go to fellowshiphomeloans.com slash Mike G. Welcome home, Fellowship Home Loans. This is a difficult issue for me because I've experienced sort of firsthand dear friends who had to bury their child because of a fentanyl overdose. I saw a lady on TV yesterday who was interviewed. Her son thought he was taking a Percocet, and the Percocet was laced with fentanyl, and the kid died. They're poisoning our kids. They're poisoning Americans. And according to Attorney General Merrick Garland, the drug, the Mexican drug cartels, he's very specific, the Mexican drug cartels are doing it. Uh, and I, I, I got to share this with you and try not to lose my temper or lose my cool. But this to me is infuriating. Listen to the attorney general yesterday being grilled by Senator Lindsey Graham. Fentanyl deaths uh, are more than 
gun and accident deaths combined in the United States. Did you know that? Yes, sir. I mean, this is, how would you describe the fentanyl problem in America? It's a horrible epidemic, okay. uh, but it's an epidemic that's been unleashed on purpose by the Sinaloa um, and the new generation Jalisco cartels. Okay. Let's just stop and absorb that for a moment. It's a horrible epidemic. It kills more people than car wrecks and gun violence combined. And the question is, what are we going to do about it? Uh, under current law, fentanyl loses its Schedule One status by the end of the year. You oppose that, I, I assume. I certainly do. Fentanyl, all fentanyl-related um, um, drugs should be scheduled. Do you support mandatory minimums for people dealing in fentanyl? I think we already have mandatory minimums for people. Do you dealing think they should be increased? Um, I, I think we ha we have more than enough um, ability now to uh, attack this problem. Well, would you agree with me? Whatever we have is not working. Well, I, whatever I, we're doing is not working. I, I agree with that because of the number of deaths yeah, that you so, pointed out. So, so the just keep an open mind that what we got on the books is not working. Now, um, I, I'm I'm sitting there waiting for Lindsey Graham or the other members of the committee to start grilling him about the Mexican drug cartels delivery system into the United States. You think Mexican drug cartels are delivering fentanyl by way of Canada? Think they're going up north? Or do you think it's a border security problem? All of this to me is so easily connected to the crisis of border Security, that's a crisis. We don't have a broken immigration system. We have a broken border. And these are not serious people who want to deal with this seriously. This is not a serious response to this crisis. It's, I mean, it's, it's incredible to me. It's absolutely astounding to me that we're watching people in real time, stick their head in the sand and pretend this isn't a border crisis. Here's Merrick Garland admitting we got a, a disaster in this country with fentanyl. I had to look in the eyes of loving parents who had to lay their child to rest. I, I, I saw the anguish on their faces where they tried everything and they got the cause of death well after the funeral it was fentanyl now one would think that an American president like Joe Biden would be deeply concerned about this I want to share with you how concerned he is now you know, there's this this narrative that we're supposed to believe, that Donald Trump is this coarse, crude guy. He doesn't care about people. He stiffs the little guy. He's a narcissist. He's a meanie. He, he picks on Rosie O'Donnell on Twitter. You know, he's a mean guy. But Joe Biden, on the other hand, is loving and caring and thoughtful, and kind, and compassionate. He has restored civility to the United States. We're, we're in such better hands with Joe Biden. I want you to hear just how kind and compassionate Joe Biden really is. 
she, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> well, that's funny. That, that's a real chuckle. That's a real chuckle. That That's... I mean, do you take responsibility for anything on your watch, Joe Biden? You think it's this is a laughing matter? I dare you to laugh in front of my friends who buried their child a few months ago. Come speak to the memorial service that I attended for this precious child who was smart and funny and intelligent and inquisitive and loving, who adored his family, who loved his sisters, who adored his mom and dad, and uh, who evidently accidentally got fentanyl into his system. And Biden thinks this is funny? I don't even know who he's talking about. I, the, Derek gave me that clip. Who's she? Who's the she he's talking about? I don't know if it's somebody, a reporter, I guess. I don't know. I, I, oh, it was a Marjorie Taylor Green, I guess. So he's, you know, and it's and it's fine. It's it's low hanging fruit for the Democrats to criticize these, uh, you know, sharp elbowed Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Green. But there's nothing funny about this. We're looking around right now at a country where, in Oregon, they're willing, they're getting ready to give a thousand dollars a month to homeless people to spend to use any way they want. $1,000 a month to a homeless person in the streets of Oregon. That's the Democrat solution. That's the Democrat solution. We're continuing to pour good money down the drain, our money, after bad. And all this back and forth about fentanyl and the cartels, how much, was, how much time was spent on our broken border Because that's what's broken. That's what's broken. Play the Biden clip for me, Yuri, one more time. And I want to get your reaction to this kind, saintly, and and, hey, he buried a son. He never never fails to remind us that he buried a son, his precious beau. One would think, and, and I can't imagine the anguish of having to bury a son. But I also can't imagine this. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that I, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> that fentanyl came during the last administration. What are the heck are you talking about? How do you know? What does that even mean? And do we have a problem today, Grandpa? Well, of course we do. But this is not a guy who takes responsibility for anything. 1-800-655-MIKE. Let's talk about this for a few minutes here on the Mike Gallagher Show in the ReliefFactor.com studios. Thank you very much for joining us today. Whether you're listening to us on the radio anywhere around the country, listening to our podcast, watching us on the Salem News Channel, snc.tv, where you can see the video clips and see a lot of the things that we talk about here in our studios. 
Give me your reaction to my belief that we don't have a broken immigration problem. We have a broken border. And we have a president who is not taking this seriously in any way, shape, or form. In fact, laughing, laughing over the concerns that a congresswoman has over a constituent who lost two children to fentanyl. Somehow, Grandpa Joe thought that was funny. 800-655-MIKE, one open line, 800-655-6453. Join us. The Mike Gallagher Show is now on TV. Watch the show every weekday on Salem News Channel. Stream anytime on any device. Find us on Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Google TV, Apple TV, and more. Or just go to SalemNewsChannel.com. The Mike Gallagher Show, now on TV. My Pillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. You've helped My Pillow become one of the most extraordinary success stories in America today. Well, now Mike Lindell wants to give back exclusively to you, a Mike Gallagher listener. The Percale and Giza Dream Bed Sheet sets are available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're on sale now for as low as $29.98 with our listener promo code Mike G. Order today because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale and Giza Dream Sheets are breathable. They have a cool, crisp feel made from the finest cotton on earth. Comes with a 10-year warranty, a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this amazing offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order today. Get them while they're hot. Call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Use the promo code Mike G or call 800-928-6034. 800-928-6034. Or go to MyPillow.com. Look for the Mike Gallagher Radio Special Square. Click on that box. And with anything you order, be sure to enter the promo code Mike G. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G, or call 800-928-6034, like we love to sing. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code Mike G. This is your source for breaking news and what to make of it all. This is the Mike Gallagher Show. Help me understand how U.S. taxpayers paying for pensions in Ukraine is is a good idea for our country. Why is President Biden afraid of China? The president is not afraid of China. I am tired of words. If my Republican colleagues think that some of us are just going to go along for the ride... They are sorely mistaken. Now, from the ReliefFactor.com studios, here's Mike Gallagher. Our audience continually reminds me that what's happening to America feels like destruction by design by the Democrats. And I know that sounds to some to be a, a conspiracy theory. But things are happening that are so blatantly obvious that 
it's hard to come to another any other conclusion. Look at the the refusal of the Justice Department to enforce the law against trying to harass or intimidate a sitting Supreme Court justice. Ever since Roe v. Wade was overturned, the justices have endured protests outside their home. Clearly an attempt to intimidate and even threaten. One guy was going to murder Justice Kavanaugh. Remember him? All over Roe v. Wade. And yesterday, Senator Ted Cruz went on an epic rant. He had Merrick Garland in front of him at a hearing where the Attorney General was testifying on Capitol Hill. Listen to the way U.S. Senator Ted Cruz unloaded on Merrick Garland over the refusal of his Justice Department to enforce the law against these protests outside the Supreme Court justices' private homes. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes-no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives. So the, of the answer ju- is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have. Why full- are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't. And what we have done is defended the lives of the justices. With so how do you decide? US Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? The United States Marshals know that they have full okay, you, I recognize you want to give a separate speech. No, I don't want to How give a How do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? But marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination, and you spent 20 years as a judge, and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives. And you did nothing to prosecute it. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the question. I am question. answering your question. The how attorney you general choose, does not decide whether to how arrest. How did you choose not to, not to enforce this statute? The marshals on scene. The marshals don't make that decision. They do make the decision of whether to make to an prosecute arrest. prosecute someone? No, they don't. Now, it's such malarkey. And there's Ted Cruz holding. Can you put that statute up on the screen for me, Yuri, on Salem News Channel? So I can read that. Just just freeze frame it for me because Senator Cruz has the statute, which is the U.S. from the U.S. Military, from the U.S. Code fifteen oh seven, under picketing or parading. Listen to this: Whoever, with the intent of influencing any judge, juror, witness, or court officer in the discharge of his duty, pickets or parades in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than one year or both. Merrick Garland has no intention of prosecuting people who are harassing and intimidating and threatening the lives of the Supreme Court, the conservatives on the Supreme Court, I should say, and their children. He just doesn't. And we all know it. This is intentional. This isn't accidental. This is intentional. There's a woman who has been on Fox News this week who lost two of her children to fentanyl overdoses. And Marjorie Taylor Greene 
the controversial congresswoman from Georgia suggested that the, the children might be alive if the Biden administration did a better job of securing the border. Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, inartful position, and it's, in, it's only inartful because these, these sons died prior to Biden being elected. Okay, so technically it's not correct for Marjorie Taylor Greene to blame Biden's open border policies on the death of these two sons. But at the very least, you wouldn't mock it, right? You wouldn't you wouldn't laugh it off if you're President Biden, right? You would take this seriously. It's a very serious issue. Garland also testified yesterday that the fentanyl crisis is being delivered to the United States and our kids are dying and our citizens are suffering because of the Mexican drug cartels. That's according to the Attorney General himself, Merrick Garland. So we have a border crisis that is directly resulting in the deaths of Americans. Listen to Biden joking about what Marjorie Taylor Greene raised regarding the issue of border security or lack thereof. She, she was very specific recently saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> Did you hear the chuckle? Think that's funny? The mom didn't. We're going to play her response. She posted a video on Facebook. Her name is Rebecca Kiesling. Her 20-year-old son, Caleb, and her 18-year-old son, Kyler, both died in July of 2020 after taking Percocet that wound up being laced with fentanyl. And her reaction on Facebook is one that I want to share with you because it's the reaction we should all have. Do you believe that this damage is being done intentionally? I mean, can I connect these dots for a moment with you? And 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 you correct me if I'm wrong here. If you don't agree with this, you let me know. We have an open border. We got millions of Ill- illegals pouring across our southern border. The Attorney General yesterday confirms. In fact, enthusiastically suggests that the fentanyl crisis in America is happening because of the Mexican drug cartels, not Scandinavian drug cartels, not even Canadian drug cartels, Mexican drug cartels are driving fentanyl into the United States. We know the condition of our our southern border, right? Isn't this intentional? is Is it goofy? Is it a conspiracy theory? Am I crazy? To ask out loud, are they doing this intentionally? Are they truly trying to destroy America and kill Americans and take American lives? The Democrats, that is? 1-800-655-MIKE. One open line. 800-655-6453. China is exploiting weaknesses in our U.S. patent system, stealing our inventions and technology, and we are helping them do it. Watch Innovation Race now on demand or buy the DVD at SalemNow.com. We could exist on the stars. 
everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. He's got the power to know that fentanyl came from the last administration. Why doesn't he turn that into a good thing and fix the problem? I was against America since the day he signed the executive order to do away with the pipeline and put 15,000 people out of work. I mean, is it really crazy to wonder if the Democrats aren't doing this intentionally? I mean, I don't want to believe it. I'm the first to say it. I don't want to accept that. I don't want to believe that they're capable of that kind of evil. A lot of text messages on the MyPillow text line. Here's from North Carolina. agree with that caller that America is being destroyed by design. Um, From Georgia, Mike, I just heard Ted Cruz unload on Merrick Garland. You want to talk about trying to avoid a question. Garland created a brand new dance. And this is from Connecticut. Mike, this is much more than ideologies in conflict. This is the purposeful, fundamental change of America. This started under Obama and was to continue under Hillary Clinton, but Trump got in the way. And then finally, from from Dallas, this text. Marjorie Taylor Greene is smart. The inartful act of blaming Biden for the two kids' deaths was a setup, and Biden fell for it. Nothing like an angry mom to damage you politically. Remember that lady who blamed W for her son's death? Well, he's got an angry mom on his hands, all right. Here's Rebecca Kiesling, whose two sons died from fentanyl-laced Percocet pills in July of 2020, reacting to Grandpa Joe um, chuckling at the idea that open borders led to her, that one, her son's deaths. Listen to her Facebook post. This, she posted this on Facebook last night. As President Biden was speaking about this mother who lost her two sons, he starts to laugh and says that, well, it turns out that you know, they died before I ever even became president. <laughs> Really? This is how you speak about the death of my sons? Because a congresswoman misspoke? You you mock 
the loss of my sons. How dare you? What is the matter with you? Almost every Democrat on the committee offered me condolences. They at least had the decency to do that. You can't even do that. You have to mock my pain. And then what about the 22% increase in fentanyl deaths since you became president? Wow. She's a, uh, a powerful advocate for her, her son's lives, for their memories. These two, you know, beautiful boys who died after taking Percocet. And incidentally, I've got a pragmatic question about fentanyl because I don't understand something. I'm not, a, and I know I'm going to open up a can of worms. I mean, I, one of my best friends in the world lost a child to fentanyl. And it's, so, it's just so devastating to me. And I keep hearing about kids, young people who are dying of fentanyl overdoses because they're, they don't, they think they're taking something else. This is a really stupid question, but I got the smartest audience in America, so somebody's got the answer. Is fentanyl the high, though, that people are trying to achieve? Or if, if fentanyl is being added to things like Percocet, why is it being added? In other words, are people trying to, is that the desire to have a, is there a fentanyl high? Or does it just kill you? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Do they sell fentanyl as a drug of choice for people who want fentanyl? Or do people think they're taking something else like Percocet and fentanyl has, it's been, the, the, the Percocet pill has been laced with fentanyl. And as a result, they're overdosing. Do you understand my question? And if if it's just a matter of lacing something like Percocet with fentanyl, why is that? Why is fentanyl being added? I mean, this sounds really ignorant for me to say this, but even if the drug cartels uh, are, are injecting drugs with fentanyl, they don't want to wipe out their 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 market. They don't want to kill their customers. So it can't just be that they want to kill people, can it? I don't know. So help me out with an answer to that. 800-655-MIKE. 800-655-6453. Portions of our show brought to you by Consumers Research. Going to tell you a little bit about a way to fight back against the woke ideology of America. Also, my daily chat with Mark Davis, the M&M experience. It's all coming up. Carpenter's birthday, and Mike, we always offer you up Carpenter's birthdays because I know what a huge fan you are. A little goodbye to love, and this this is one of my, this my continuing argument that it seems like we did Karen Carpenter's birthday like four months ago. Time is just is on a fast track. It's crazy. We're into March now. I know, I know, I know, and I want to throw some love to Karen Carpenter in a different way because listen to this right here. 
If you'd have told me that a Carpenter's record would contain one of the really cool guitar solos of the 70s, yeah. I'd have said no. That is that is the work of Tony Peluso. Ah, uh, oh, Tony. Who, good old Tony Peluso. <laughs> Tony Peluso. I know Tony well. Karen knew. And so just aside from having that angelic voice and being a more than adequate drummer and an amazing figure and genius along with her uh, brother Richard, she calls Tony Peluso and says, Tony, I think I'd like kind of a blazing guitar solo on this record. And Tony said... Is, is this Karen Carpenter? Is, this a, is this a Carpenter's record? You want you want me to do a what? And it was it was fantastic. So it, she would have been seventy two today, passed in eighty three. So uh, every every bit of memory to Very Karen sad Carpenter. And, and, right, now, so, and now, hey, uh, can I just pull the curtain back and just share the big crisis we're having right now internally between this studio and yours? I'm going to let everybody know about you because you know people might suspect you're a little eccentric, and I've told my team because they're like. Flipping out. He's sitting behind a shadow. His mic is blocking the light in his face. And I said, guys, get it fixed. He, I mean, we're on Salem News Channel now. These are featured every day. Well, he promised he'd move the mic. I said, you got to understand. You got to understand, Mark. Mark has a way of doing the show. He, he wouldn't even let them build out a gigantic studio in his palatial mansion nope. in North Texas because he nope. likes to go in. He That's plays right. the computer. He's yep. got his clips. You've got to appreciate got he's, people. He's going to do it. The, and they That's said, right. well, he moves around a lot. I said, That's him. That's who he is. <laughs> he moves around a lot. They said, Well, when he moves to the left, he gets behind the shadow. I said, Well, oh, you're going to, listen, Lord. here's what I would suggest fix the shadow. Don't try to change Mark because you ain't going to fix him. But guess, but here, but. I have done my part. First of all, make sure is everybody having a heart attack and nervous breakdown? Yeah, you're in a shadow right now. I'm looking at you. You think I can't see it? You got a shadow on that mic flag, that mic stand with the big 660 AM and it's blocking your face, blocking your chin. Is that better? A little better. I mean, but oh, trust me, I know not to ask you to move anything. (laughs) That's perfectly okay. Do they have have lights there in that studio? Well, I have actually. There's this magical box pointed at me, and it has its own blinding lights. Right. We have have big ones on tripods, one up there and one over there. Maybe they ought to put the lights on your face rather than, like, on your shoulder or whatever they're doing. Well, they're they're right at me because I can scarcely see. uh, (laughs) But I I have a feeling that one over there since the— All right. See, here's the crazy thing. The actual microphone that I need for you— you know, the radio show right, which, uh, might be the culprit. So if that thing can. We don't worry about radio direction. anymore. We don't yeah, care about radio. Can. We're Salem News Channel, baby. And we are know, TV. And God bless it. It enables, to, it enables people to see this magical segment yes. at about 1045 local time here in DFW when when you play it on your show. Correct. And speaking of seeing us with lights pointed at us, Grapevine, Texas, April 18th. Tickets going beautifully well for the market. I'm told, I'm told a little, face. A little bird great. tells me the VIP tickets are almost sold out. So let's go get those because that's backstage hanging with us. You get you a picture, a handshake, a grip and grin. Mark and Mike live April 18th. Tickets on sale now at 660 com. Can you confirm or deny the rumor that the VIP tickets are almost gone? I can confirm that absolutely. Wow, that's exciting. That's great. So We're going to have go. a big night. I'm ready. And we have some plans. Oh, do we have plans? I won't give we anything away. Plans. I know you gave no. me a dirty look last week yes. when I gave a hint. <laughs> exactly. But I, but, but, but no, no tease here other than it's going to be unconventional, and you're going to have a great night. It's going to be unexpected. It's going to be some great, great elements um, attached to it all. Yes, all right. It is. Let me tell you about landing in New York last night. Here's what they're oh, talking right. about. You're in the, you and you made yep. the trip from Florida to the Big Apple. Yeah, got off the plane, went and saw a Broadway show last night because <laughs> you course. know me, Broadway Mike. <laughs> of course. All right. Stephen Sondheim. I mean, you know, one of my 
well, recently I did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum, which mm-hmm. was one of Sean Time's original musicals. I mean, the guy was just a genius. There's no way around it. One of the legends of uh, of of American yeah. pop culture and theater, and mm-hmm. he, and he did Sweeney Todd, which is a dark, dark, mm-hmm. dark mm-hmm. musical, kind of weird. They're they're producing a brilliant version of it right now. Josh Groban plays the demon barber of Fleet Street. Price and, of admission right there. Well, Gosh. but you know who steals the show from him is ooh, his ooh. co-star, a, a woman named Anna Lee Ashford. Wow. She plays Mrs. Lovett. That was the role that was uh, immortalized by uh, Angela Lansbury originally mm-hmm. on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patti Lapone did it in a revival years later. <laughs> anyway, this Anna Lee Ashford, I don't know much about her. She is phenomenal. So great very show, good. very dark, lots of lots of throat cuttings. Lots of uh, lots of murder, <laughs> yes, indeed. lots yep, of yep. mayhem. But uh, saw that feel good hit of the summer. But here's the real life horror and the real life nightmare that they're talking about here in New York. Front page of today's New York Post: um, Money to burn. Now New York taxpayers are going to fork over radicals to the tune of over six million dollars. Check this out: Police arrested protesters who took place in a George Floyd protest during the Summer of Love, okay? Mm -hmm. They advertised the protest with FTP, you know, F the police. And they put it out on social media with the statement, we're we're talking about a revolution, GD. And there's a picture of a a burning police car, you know, in flames. Today, 630, the Bronx, 149th and 3rd Avenue, the hub. Now, as you might expect... There was violence at this protest. Shocker. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, there were about 300 people that they arrested and who were fighting with the cops and throwing stuff at the cops and pelting cops. And the cops, you know, did their best to shut it down. The city has agreed, Mark, to shell out $21,500 to each of the more than 300 radical protesters who were confined. None of them seriously injured. None of them even hospital. But here's the thing. They were... They were confined. Some of them were actually hit by batons. Even Mark, are you ready? They were pepper sprayed. No. And now the city is forking over over six million dollars. This is the madness of the of of the lawsuit obsessed narcissistic society. This bunch of punks who sued because they didn't like being having some pepper spray in their eye. I got an idea. Maybe you shouldn't burn down, burn up, uh, you know, police cars. Here's a great idea not to be clubbed or pepper sprayed or, or to, to attract any negative attention from the police. Don't riot. But look what they've done. They're going to give them over. They're going to give them 20. It's a lottery ticket. And, yeah. and it's a lot. 21,000 a piece. Yeah. And that's tax free, as I understand it. That's uh, pretty good day's work for, for having an anti-police riot. But this is the mindset. And, of course, it's cloaked in the George Floyd sanctimony. So that's a big part of it. And, well, it's George Floyd. And these poor people were these white, you know, privileged uh, Gen Zers were mad. They were they were traumatized. We can't Uh, be holding them responsible. There was it was beyond their control. And it's a reflection of a a broader issue of the failure to incarcerate, the failure, truth in sentencing, cashless bail. Did you hear yesterday on my show? Larry Krasner's, you know, the radical, wacky Philadelphia DA, his older brother called in. We confirmed it. Sounds like an older gentleman. Right. And he was kind of sort of trying to defend his little brother while Mm -hmm. admitting 
he and I really don't agree on many things, and we don't really see the world the same way. Sounds mm. like Larry Krasner's got a conservative older brother who's listening to the Mike Gallagher show in Philly. Thanksgiving has got to be interesting in that house. No kidding. But, you know, he his point was he was trying to sort of defend the cashless bail thing, saying, you know, you know, minorities no. and poor people, they no. can't afford bail. And it's like, no. You, Sorry. You do I mean, the you time. Know, neither, and neither can poor white people, by the way. All of these things, they're all economic, almost None of this is race-related anymore, That's and right. yet race commands everything. Race is the beast that absorbs every issue and turns it into something you can't even talk about. Yesterday, at the, right about this time, you said that there was Lori Lightfoot complaining that the reason she lost is because is people don't like they, they don't like a black female in power. We live in a country where the vice president is vice president because she is a woman of only, color. Only because so he, 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 Biden told us that. To Biden promised uh, it. I'm going to pick a black woman as my VP running mate. Yeah. Well, guess what? So Lori, but that's a, but Lori Lightfoot's a clown. They're, they're, they're just all clowns right now. It's hard to take them seriously. Uh, and, and incidentally, back to the New York thing for just a moment, mm-hmm. uh, a proposed Oregon bill would provide the deep blue state's homeless population $1,000 per month. That each recipient could use at their own discretion. That'll help, because clearly these people have shown responsibility in, 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 you know, handling money, handling life. And and by the way, it's because of mental illness. That's not a slap at them. Homelessness is one of our worst problems, and it's another thing that we just can't solve, because nobody has the guts to to go at this in in a way. You know what? And Trump had a great idea. Shocker. He always has great ideas. And that is that major cities need to acquire enormous tracts of land and build large, clean facilities to put these people to determine which ones need to actually be hospitalized because of their mental illness, to determine whatever you need to determine so that they are not, so that we're not stumbling over them on the sidewalks of our downtown area. And Mark, you know, that could, could, one could make the case that that sounds a little I don't know, progressive, a little lefty. It doesn't, incidentally. I'm with you 100%. No, not to me either, but here's the point. Oregon wouldn't do something sensible like that. Instead, they'll give them $1,000 a month to use Uh. as they want. You don't think they'll use that money for drugs, for alcohol, for booze? Are you serious? There might be a burger in there somewhere, but but, for the most part. But you make a great point. Uh. If they would invest that in a facility that could help, uh, you know, determine who needs, you know, counseling, who needs mental health, you know. Because the current the status quo is not working out for anybody. It's not working out for downtown businesses. It's not working out for tourism. I won't go to San Francisco. I love, politically it's crazy, but San Francisco is one of the most beautiful cities in America. New York is great. It's it's a hazard to go to New York. It's crazy. Bizarre. And it's not. And, and it's not. And it's and, certainly the certainly not working out for the homeless people themselves. And it's maddening. You know what's maddening about New York? We've had a Dwayne Reed right across from our studios here in, in, in Wall Street. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like the drugstore, like CVS, Walgreens, Dwayne. Reed, they're all they're all closing down. They're all closing down on Times Square. Uh, I, I'm staying on Times Square this week just for Cl- fear of shoplifters. Or yeah, the, the shoplifters are put have put them out of business. They've put them out of business. I went into a 7-Eleven last night to get a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting clever, though. You got to hand these retailers some 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 points for ingenuity. A little, sensor, a little sensor sticker on every bottle of water. No, you know what they've got? <laughs> the coolers. You know the big glass coolers where the where the drinks are and the. Yeah. And, They've got them. <laughs> they've got them now 
locked, and the clerk at the at the way up at oh, the front no. can push a button and unlock oh, the glass okay. counter and uh, uh, the glass door and open it up. Yeah, I mean, but they have oh. to. I mean, they're trying everything so because they're out of options. They, they're some of these businesses are hiring canine dogs to try to uh, you know be that. They don't know what else. I got an idea. I have a district attorney who prosecuted shot prosecuted hey, shoplifting. Look at that, such a deal. And is the great city of New York still also operating every day in a fog of pot smoke? Yeah, oh yeah. They well the dispensaries are everywhere now. They've got these yeah. new and they are they are top of the line, man. They are I can only neon lights and beautifully lit. Yeah. You know, Woody Harrelson yeah. would be proud. They are they are really But for really the nice. tourist looking to wander the Upper West Side or Chelsea or or, or, or Greenwich Village, you're gonna be getting a contact. High. Yeah, if you don't like the smell of marijuana, you may wanna you may wanna avoid New York. I mean it's it's weird. There are places the, the all the all the drugstores are shutting down, but then on the other hand, here's a huge Whole Foods, brand new Whole Foods here right across the street. So they're trying. They're trying to come back. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I, I hope it gets better. All right, um, what, is on today, what is on today's Broadway slate? What's the next show you'll see? Tonight I'm seeing uh, Bad Cinderella, which is a take, of course, on Cinderella. I'm <laughs> guessing it's again. woke. But no, hold on. Who's the, is that Andrew Lloyd Webber? Andrew Lloyd Webber. I think okay. it's his newest musical. And, of course, he's fan of the opera and all the great hits yeah, of, from right. London. How do I know that? So that. And then tomorrow night is Moulin Rouge, one of my favorites. I've Sweet. got friends in that show. And then and Saturday. How many, and how many times have you seen Moulin uh, Rouge? D- double, di- maybe triple digits. Very good. Very and good. then and the Saturday, final? though, I, I, I'll tell you about this after I see it. because it's. And I think even our non-theater folks would appreciate this. Mm-hmm. There's a musical called Parade, which is about a Jewish man in 1950 who was lynched. He was taken out. He was charged with a crime, and they took him, dragged him out of the jail in Georgia in 1950, and lynched the guy. And you know, boy, happy, get your tap shoes out. There's yeah. a musical. <laughs> That's the feel good hit of the summer. But too. last week, there were a bunch of anti Semites and white supremacists Ooh. who protested at opening night. Oh, they were outside Lord. the theater, and of course, the theater community, being as uh, triggered, <sighs> easily triggered as they are, and yeah. they're very fragile. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and listen, this that can't be easy. I appreciate that. The Ben Ooh, Platt, sure. incidentally, is one of the stars of this. He was in Dear Evan Hansen, and he's a a, a big, act, a, a, you know, real popular actor. Anyway, they were freaking out. Oh, my gosh, we've got white supremacists outside the theater. So in that, a weird way, I don't know if this applies in this fashion, but in a way, does that stoke ticket sales? Does it make people go, whoa? Well, see I'll that. be honest with you. I, I bought a ticket because I was interested. And frankly, I wanted to support him. You know, I like the arts. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I, Absolutely. And, I, and you got to stand up to this. Cur- now, I think there was probably, as Derek, or I've got friends point out, there was about nine people. It's not yeah, like it was a but yeah. still, I mean, the, the fact that somebody still. could even stand up to this, we, we ought to fight back. And you fight back with your dollars, like you always say, not not boycott, boycott. Go yeah, support right. go support with your dollars, with your feet, and uh, with your enjoyment of And, hey, it's probably a good musical. I'll give you a full report Monday morning. I know you will. And a full report on the day's news coming up. Mike Gallagher. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.